Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Chai Spirits, guys. Uh, we have a very full house today for a, a t- subject near and dear to my heart. Also to Stevens, I believe. True. Uh, hello, Stephen. Hello. hello, John. Hey, everybody. And our special guest today, Todd. Hello, Todd. Hi. Hi, everyone. Now, Todd, you love G4. I do love G4. And that is G4 Tequila for the listeners out there. Um, a favorite of both mine and Todd's and Stevens, it sounds like. Uh, we have a wide array of them to try today, their whole lineup, uh, courtesy of our friend Todd here. And uh, I did want to talk to you about what got you into this tequila. I think it all started going to a Bears game. Uh, it was pretty early. We were pre-gaming mm. with some friends and didn't really want to drink beer, didn't really want to drink bourbon. And the weather was nice. And mm. I had a bottle of celebrity tequila, which should go unnamed, <laughs> that I brought out. And I was like, let's, let's try sipping this. And I'd never really sipped tequila mm. before. And I thought it was pretty good. And then uh, about a week later, went to a liquor store and asked for recommendations on something that was good, didn't have any additives, because I know mm. a lot of the like uh, celebrity brands do. Yeah, there's a but, lot of brands across the board, I think. Yeah, I'd say a lot of tequila. Yeah. And G4, uh, the Reposado was recommended and immediately fell in love and knew it was a good decision. Now, how many bottles of tequila have you drank since then? No, we don't go in. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> you don't have to answer that. <laughs> too many. goes down too easy. But no, excited to do another agave episode for sure. Uh, we did come off a wonderful Evan Williams episode recently that I was a big fan of. If you haven't, <laughs> yeah, that was that, super fun. Check that out. I was, I had a lot of fun on that one. But uh, excited as always to talk about agave. Um, G4, really cool company. I got a lot of information on it for you. Um, founded by uh, Felipe Camarena. Cam- um, their family's making tequila since 1937. If that name sounds familiar to you, um, their, their whole family has a variety of tequila brands. Um, Todd and I were talking before we started about some of the other brands. Uh, uh, F- Felipe's brother, Carlos, is uh, the distiller of El Tesoro and Tequila Ocho, two other favorites of ours. Absolutely. And their distilleries are just a couple miles apart. I believe they're using all the same agave. They're growing right there. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That it is, is, it that is, is a good to know. tequila-making family. Um, they've been farming agave in Los Altos de Jalisco since uh, the 1860s. And they've been making tequila for four generations, hence the name on this one, G4. Oh. Yeah. I actually always wondered that. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is cool. Yeah, they still use uh, his grandfather's yeast in the... Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, you're, you're starting to speak all my language. <laughs> like, Yeah, this is about as a, uh, a close-knit of a family operation as you can get in a big, wonderful tequila. Although it's not really that big, I suppose, but it's uh, a wonderful tequila. So we're also talking about this, no additives. Um, they are big on no additives ever, and they're very big on sustainability. As we were talking, a lot of tequilas do add a lot of sugar, other things that uh, you know the hardcore tequila people are not a fan of. Steven, no. Stephen being one of them. Yeah, no, I don't keep your, <laughs> keep your shit out of my agave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're not going to find any of those nasty additives in this. And uh, as I said, very big on sustainability. They grow their own agave, and they, their whole place runs on solar power. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, they use a combination of collected rainwater and uh, natural spring water in their distilling. See, mm. now that's wild to me. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm really curious if I'm going to be like, if we're going to be able to like pick up on any of that. Like uh, the idea of like rainwater and spring water of like, again, making tequila and all mezcal a mm-hmm. terroir spirit. Mm-hmm. Like that is definitely going to set them apart in some way 
And what does that mean, Stephen? Oh, uh, like terroir spirit, meaning like very specifically where each distillery is set up, you're going to get completely different flavors just based on the soil and environment that the agave is in through its lifetime. Yeah, like, like the way a Kentucky bourbon using the limestone water of that area versus a Tennessee bourbon, which I hate. Um, <laughs> Speaking of that. Yeah. Anyway. But segue. Although they uh, they do have some redeeming qualities, and we will get into that later. Um, but yeah, it's made at the uh, El Pandio Distillery, which uh, is where G4 is made. And they make a few other brands there as well. Um, I looked this up. I don't know how the veracity of this site I found it on, but it's number two of 110 distilleries in the Tequila Matchmaker website. Whatever that's worth. I saw it, it, number number one tequila distillery somewhere else, but I didn't have a lot of... Uh, background on that uh tequila matchmaker is pretty legit actually oh fantastic i i use it for work sometimes so yeah this is like, uh this is the number two tequila distillery based on their uh estimation um and one other note on this the uh you'll notice the packaging in this is pretty pretty plain nothing too fancy nothing too showy i'd say it's classy yeah, yeah no I, I would agree with that um but you know you see a lot of tequilas out there that like just real showy on the packaging um plain packaging the founder uh felipe has a quote for this that i love uh, I'm not in the, mis- the business of making fancy bottles. I'm in the business of making great tequila. I absolutely love yeah. that. Yeah. Because a, a lot of tequila tries to sell itself on packaging, like yeah. shaped bottles, tall bottles, mm-hmm. all sorts of obtuse you can things. Say, you can say Addictivo. It's fine. There's, <laughs> you know what? There's dozens of them. Mm-hmm. That just, mm-hmm. I mean, also, I mean, other spirits and wine and everything just like takes so much away from the substance of what you're trying to sell if you spend all that time on packaging. Yeah. But, but it's a competitive market. Yeah. I'm trying to catch people's hey, eyes. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate if anything you can do to get the bottle in somebody's hands. But I like that the they, all the energy is focused on the actual spirit, not so much in the bottle. If you can do both, though, great, I suppose. Nothing, I got, nothing yeah. against you there. I mean, but the bottle does look good. I mean, this is like, you know, semi-formal bottle. It's pretty classy. It looks sharp. And it is, from my understanding, the traditional agave spirit bottle. Like, Really? Yeah. Like that narrow standard, not too tall, but like narrow long neck bottle. Mm -hmm. That is like locally, everything is in those. Very cool. Well, as I said, we've got five of these things to try. I'm starting off with the Blanco, but first we'll take just a quick break and we're back. So in front of us, we've got their, uh, the Blanco by G4. And as we were talking about, they use a combination of spring water and collected rainwater. It's 50, 50 split on that. This comes in at 80 proof. You can get it at your, uh, your local Chicago based liquor store for, uh, around 50 bucks. And Steven, this won the 2017 Spirits of Mexico Best in Show. Wow. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. So I'm, I am not familiar with that particular contest. but uh, or No, award. I'm not actually either. But, but it but, sounds uh, like a big deal. Yeah. All right, and, I'm, and I've distributed out our very, very special tequila tasting wheels. It is very different from your typical bourbon tasting mm-hmm. wheel. I like this. What are you guys getting on the nose? Well, peppery as I usually get, but I'm less of a familiar tequila or mezcal drinker, so I look to you guys for maybe more nuanced notes. Is anyone else getting the lactic profile? A little bit of lactic acid, 
maybe even like a a yogurty kind of thing going. Yeah, there's something that's kind of like not it's like not sweeter, but it's something calmer. Yeah, it's got a got a tang to it. I'm always getting like a like a citrusy kind of like a I appreciate the tang note there, but it's like some kind of I don't know if it's orange, but something in that like a lemon or something. Neck yeah. of the woods. I can kind of get that. Maybe like a melon. Yeah, yeah, oh. I can see that. Definitely, Absolutely, definitely like a, a melon, like there. a honeydew. Can we talk about yeah. how this has rubber on it? This tasting wheel has rubbery as a tasting note. I guess that, that is a flavor. Well, I mean, it's got a whole section of chemical. So, mm. as we talked about in previous, uh, pretty large section. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> previous tequila episodes. Uh, there are some distilleries, not this one that I'm aware of, but that uh, use. You know, sulfuric acid to strip away. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm very, yeah, so like they talk about sustainability, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that they are only harvesting ripe agave. Which I, I'm going to work under that assumption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will say I'll assume that until I taste otherwise, but. I kind of appreciate that the wheel, though, has a whole section of flavors you don't want in your tequila. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the other commercial wheels from like Woodford and others, they mm-hmm. don't. They just all have, like, good things. You can't point to a... Has anyone else tasted this? I have. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is pretty good. Steven, there are a lot of children listening, please. <laughs> You're right. I, I always get a lot of f- freshness, and I don't know if it's the mm. rain, mm. but versus other tequila varieties, and freshness is a weird thing to, to taste, but it just always... Yeah, no, that, like, mm. fresh-cut grass, like a spring morning, like, yeah. Yeah, mm. that is... And I only get it on G4... It's, it sets it apart and make, gives it a little bit of character versus every other tequila I've ever had. Mm. It is. Yeah, you're right. It is very bright, especially on the palate. Like the nose starts you off, but once you get it on the palate, it really just is right. fresh. It is. It's refreshing to drink. Here's my combo tasting note on this after consulting our very elaborate tequila wheel here. Um, bell pepper and melon. Whoa. That's the combo I'm getting. Yeah. I, okay. Mm-hmm. So like I that, like the bell pepper. Like that of fresh like, bell pepper. Mm-hmm. And then that, I'm still getting that melon I got on the nose. I'm getting like a white pepper or something. Either a melon or like a, maybe a strawberry, something like that. Mm. I'm leaning towards mel- like cantaloupe, honeydew, fresh melon. Did you eat a honeydew today? No. <laughs> In fact, I don't even like honeydew. But It's hard to find a good one. It's coming to me. That is but but, fuck but me. Todd, dead on with you, fresh though. That is yeah. a really good way to put it. It's bright. Mm-hmm. The kids call it fresh. And finishes just too smooth. Mm-hmm. Like I've had so many tequilas, and I uh, drink a lot of tequila that still gives me a bit of a on the back end. Did we talk about the proof on this? Uh, it's eighty. Solid eighty. Yeah, eighty proof. Everything will be 80 except for this next one that we're trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next up, we've got the uh, their Blanco, their high-proof Blanco. It's 108 proof. Now, Stephen, have you had a lot of um, experience with high-proof tequila? Not a ton. Um, most, as um, I'm sure we all know, most tequila is proof in right around... 80. Yeah. Um, I've had a few high pr- higher proof mezcals. Uh, however, with those, go ahead. Um, a lot of those um, are proofed by, by sight. 
mm-hmm. where they literally shake a bottle, look at the bubbles and are like, water, let's go. <laughs> um, so I find, I think for safety reasons, um, we get a lot more lower proof agave spirits. That makes sense. So yeah, this particular bottle is uh, twice distilled in copper stills. What do they normally use? I mean, do they normally use copper stills for tequila? Like, what would you... Yeah, I, I imagine they're just Calm getting that, that second distillation. Um, or I think the, the, the big boys that are using a ton of additives and other grain-neutral spirits column are column stilling yeah. their yeah. tequila, which, uh, as we know, just in, incorporates or strips away flavor. Every but, every pillar. But I think of column still is distinguished from like a pot still, right? So both are made of copper generally, right? Not necessarily. Yeah. You can make column stills out of stainless. Oh. Mm-hmm. Stainless. Tasteless steel. Mm-hmm. And then uh this goes for around sixty bucks at your your local liquor store. <clears throat> Which is insanely mm-hmm. reasonable, mm-hmm. by the by the by. Mm-hmm. Um for those listening. Uh, go out, get your tequila, and enjoy it now, because it's not going to last. Oh, we, are, man. we are going to eventually over-harvest our agave. So keeping that, that $60 price point on a non-additive, all the, all the right bases check tequila is pretty incredible. And are these pretty available? Like, Do you have to kind of hunt these out, or are they... Um, they're usually pretty available. I know they're... Lately, they've been out of stock on a couple of them, but I don't. I don't think that's a long-term thing. I think that's a short-term thing. Mm. I just took a sniff of this, and does anybody? I'm interested to see what you all think. I have a prominent. I mean, flavor. I'm, I'm definitely getting that, that higher proof on the nose. Hmm. I'm. I'm not but, getting like anything unpleasant though. Is that what you mean, or no? Well, not necessarily. I just, I, you know, it feels like it's got a little more, a little heat to it. Hmm. I get less on the nose than I did on the eighty proof. Really? Anyone agree with that? Well, the only thing is I could really... I'm getting like a strong like blue cheese kind of smell. I was going to say I get more funk. It reminds me more of like a a Tobola or like maybe even a Sotol. Well, I kind of get... I get more more of a vegetal thing on it. Mm -hmm. More vegetal and not not as much of the minerality of a a, uh, Tobola mezcal, but definitely... A little more like green fruit kind of thing, or green uh, unripened vegetable, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, yeah. going on. Still tastes pretty good, though. Yeah. Wow. It doesn't taste like 108 proof. But I don't get the flavor. melon as much as I got in the last one. But I get I get more of that, uh, that kind of vegetal stuff going on. I get that on the palate and peppery on the finish. Oh, yeah, that peppery finish for sure. A lot more of that mouthfeel from that proof. Mm. Agreed, which I mm-hmm. just cannot get enough of. A lot of more viscosity. It, yeah, it is velvety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is really mm. good. Yeah. Is it nutty, too? I don't know. There's something else. I actually pre- can appreciate a little bit of a nut on that. I don't know. I get like a... Maybe a <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Steven's <Grow> face. Up. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Maybe a hint of butterscotch. Yeah, there's something. There's yeah, something. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's one of those, like things i don't know exactly maybe it's even like a vegetable that's not it's not so vegetably <laughs> like a like a cauliflower or? yeah you know what i mean yeah exactly like not celery everyone's always clamoring for the cauliflower flavored uh mm. spirits sure yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just juice it's just you steve yeah uh, we've been over <laughs> the fact that i'm actually a 70 year old man in disguise mm. is there actually a cauliflower spirit wait 
Am I not aware of this? Okay. Don't don't tempt our friends at yeah, Chainbridge, not, all right? Because they'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> banana <laughs> on that one. Oh, producer Jenny um, says she gets some banana on that one. Again, yeah, with the vegetal, right. like, yeah, like overripe. Like, uh, if anyone's been in the back of a grocery store when they're throwing out <laughs> all of, like, their produce, it's got that kind of a funk to it, mm. which I can appreciate. Mm. And just, I mean, damn. Yeah. Um, it's been a minute since I've had good tequila, and it is just, it was needed. To be, to, like, re- re-fall in love with the category? Mm-hmm. You can thank Todd for his G4 obsession. Todd, you're a genius. Mm-hmm. And the lovely snow that we had it, in honestly, Chicago in April today. You have to drink I, tequila, tequila on a day like today. Right. That's kind of where I'm at of, like, I wanted to cry today when it started snowing, but yeah. I knew later. Mm-hmm. I was walking in it, and I was like, hey, there's tequila later, so it's going to be okay. <laughs> Right. So next up, we've got the Reposado. Now, this is aged at least six months. And they say um, in one place six to nine months in very old George Dickel Tennessee whiskey barrels. Oh, no. Now, I have a complicated uh, opinion of George Dickel uh, Is it whiskey. complicated? I thought it was one-sided. <laughs> their 15-year their is fantastic. I don't really care for the rest of it, though. The rest that's, of the lineup's not great. That's a that's a statement. In my I like opinion. their rye. Um, you know that's fine. That's that's fine. Um, the, their bourbon though, I uh, I'm on record, so I'm not. You know, hey, everyone likes what they like. I'm a record, not being a big fan. Um, Taste but, is hey, subjective, you know. Yeah, it is. We'll yeah. see what the barrel does. So not the spirit necessarily, but the barrel it does to this wonderful tequila we just drank. It has a nice, um, almost like white wine kind of look to it, like the color of the tequila. Yes, it is a beautiful champagne color. Yeah. What's funny is a lot of reposados are, are considerably darker than this, and that's because they're adding caramel color. <laughs> Shocked? No. no, no. But so I, I appreciate the lightness of this because it's only been in the barrel for six months. And it's if it's a very old barrel, that barrel doesn't have a ton left to give as far as color is concerned. Very true. Hmm. Yeah, the, the barrel and the char make a huge difference on for sure. what you end up getting way over, sometimes even potentially the aging process. Now, this particular tequila got a 94 from Wine Spectator. 94 points. What is Wine Spectator Which I'm told now? is a lot. I mean, I'd say it's in the top 90 percentile. Unless mm. it's like out of an arbitrary 120, I actually don't know Wine Spectator scale. <laughs> so like, I, I believe it's out of 100. Who knows? It's out of 100. <laughs> they um, would really shoot themselves in the foot if they went above 100. And, uh, comes in 80 proof. And get this again, 60 bucks at your local liquor store. I have a harder time picking up um, anything in particular on the, on the nose. Yeah, I dove right in on the, uh, on the palate. I can maybe see the grapefruit that's mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Citrus on the nose. I get lemon too. A lot more lemon. And I know lemon's kind of very close to agave in general, but mm-hmm. a lot more like. No, you're, you're absolutely right though. That is a, that is a lemony. Yeah. In a good way. What else? Lemon. Yeah, but yeah, definitely that, that citrus note for sure. Like a lemon hard candy. Yeah, mm. I see that. Lemon granny candy. 
candy. Words are good. You know what? I'm also getting something like sweeter, almost like um, vanilla. Kind of reminds um, me of drinking a sidecar. Caramel. Anybody's <laughs> mm. got that frame of reference? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you taste any of the George Dickel at all? No, no. I, uh, I do not taste any of the George Dickel that I... Listen, there's something about Tennessee whiskey... <laughs> <laughs> that I just there's a note there and I it's got to be the region because it's not just Dickel I feel similarly about like Gentleman Jack we did our Jack Daniels episode is it that, was, is it that uh, Lincoln County process probably I don't know if it's the water or what but something about that region I just there's a note there that I don't like and I've heard it's the yeast change my mind I don't know but yeah speaking of granddad's yeast right here yeah uh, oh. maybe yeah that's got to be it, I just love the fact that tequila is such a gentle spirit that like six months can like tame it in such a way. Like hmm. it does I, taste tamed. Yeah. You, like it's just smooth. Like the Blanco, very, mm-hmm. very sharp in a good way where it mm-hmm. where sharp where it needs to be to mm-hmm. like accentuate the flavor of agave. But this just chills everybody out. It's a sophisticated party. It is wonderfully rounded out. Yeah, like, like, it, like it is very, very approachable, very easy going. You could drink eight of these and easy. And if, I might. If someone were to tell me <laughs> I hate tequila, this would pro- this right here would probably be my first go to. Like G four reposado. Like mm-hmm. taste this just a little bit. Like mm-hmm. and then look me in the eyes and tell me you hate tequila because I don't buy it. This is the bottle I give to strangers that are curious. I love it. By the way, like, if you ever see Todd on the street, just ask him for tequila. He's got like four right. or five bottles on him at the time to give to strangers. I check IDs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see, that's called responsibility right there. You'll know it's Todd because he's got a gigantic trench coat to carry all of his tequila in. <laughs> He'll look like the guy carrying several <laughs> bottles of tequila. See, I remember when Todd was a bourbon drinker. Todd still is. Now I prefer this Todd. Yeah, we- yeah, would you consider yourself a bourbon drinker or a tequila drinker? These days, honestly, mm-hmm. I'm 50-50. Wow. See, that's the power. He says yes. The power of agave. Chai tequila guy. Okay. Tequila is wonderful. Patent pending. Can you feel mm-hmm. a little bit better the next day? It certainly can be well, wonderful. I can, I, I can attest to that after drinking a bunch of John's bourbon recently. Somebody had to. And, yeah, God I, wills I, it. I took that ring to Mordor and... <laughs> And you r- cast it into the fire. It was a rough day the next day. So next up, we've got the Añejo. It's aged for 18 months. Again, Again 80, 80 proof. Beautifully light in color, which yeah. leads me to believe no one's cheating. Yes, this is what it, the color is accurate. Mm-hmm. It's not, not been altered. Um, this, this comes in at $90 at your local liquor store. Around that. Again, not, not bad. Very, very reasonable. And is this... Uh, this, this had won an award, but I did not recognize the place it won it from. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to write that down on here. It's always... I mean, that's, again, the shy spirits guys and responsibly mm-hmm. doing their shit. But not, not to say it's not fantastic. They have you on their website. They've got a whole page of all the awards that various tequilas have won. Yeah. Which does not wanna... surprise me, given how good the tequila is. And these are George Dickel barrels again. Uh, well. Yeah, it's the same. Uh, I believe it's the same barrels. Same source. Yeah. Um, the nose immediately gives away its age. Like, mm-hmm. now I'm starting to get those bourbony notes, right? Mm-hmm. Vanilla, 
a little bit of leather. A lot of vanilla. Yeah, the lemon's there, but it's much more faint. Definitely mm -hmm. still there. I had to look for it, though. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. Because, yeah, it's still, still hanging. I almost get, like, a smoky note on this. Okay. Yeah, I'm still getting maybe, that. Maybe, like, that's, maybe that's kind of pairing with the leather, but, like, a little smoky leather on the back end. Yeah, kind of like a smoking jacket. I can't tell if it's honey or... Um, like a caramel kind of thing, but I get Actually, some of that in there. Honey, honey, I think tracks like a yeah. uh, fresh honey. Yeah, I get that too. And yeah, I that's... think that's where a lot of the sweetness is coming from. Mm -hmm. in the, yeah, on the nose. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna taste this. I'm a little afraid. Steve is laughing at me. <laughs> it's. It's laughing at us. <laughs> um, I feel comfortable saying that that bottle that fucks. That bottle yeah. fucks. That's an official. we got to send them in the mail. That bottle fuck sticker. I feel cool. like with each iteration, mm -hmm. it's like reducing a dimmer switch on the agave. Right. And then mm -hmm. adding complexity. It's and from the yeah, barrel. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. We... I'm going to make the party analogy. Like, we started dancing. We moved on to a more sophisticated sit-down. We are now in the parlor with cigars. Yep. Having an educated yep. discussion about the Philippines and why we need to enforce right. our capitalist rule I upon mean, them. You, you have a lot of good ideas on that subject, by the way. But that's for a different podcast. Oh, right. Shoot. Yeah. That's the English <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that that is absolutely wonderful. But you're right. They, I feel like that's the, that's the case with a lot of uh, tequilas, where you go from the blanco to the reposado to the añejo, and you're you're constantly losing those agave notes, but gaining those barrel notes, bourbony notes, which you know not everybody does well, as we've discovered in our travels. But these guys, it's. I mean, I say what you will about Dickel, the uh, the whiskey, but their barrels are killing it. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, good things are happening. Mm -hmm. Like at least at the end of the day, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to create something good. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. This is just fuck me, John. What do you think? Are you picking up on any differences from the last two? You know, I got a lot more lemon. Um, I don't know why, but I think um, it's harder for me to pick out a lot of the differences. I actually find that um, I like the unaged um, versions best so far. Um, which is surprising because, you know, I drink a lot of bourbon. I'm the same way. Yeah. You like the NH stuff the most? I tend to. I enjoy the extra Añejo and Añejos, like but you, you not as much see... as, like, my like my typical grab is for a Blanco or a Repo. That's you, more common than you might realize, actually. Um, hmm. I would say most people prefer the Blanco or Repo because it, you get more of that, that agave. And, you know, a lot of people who like Añejo also like bourbon because it's got a lot of those similar notes. And it's like, those are not the big tequila drinkers necessarily. Um, and, you know, something, you know, there's something to be said about liking something for, like, what it is uniquely, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Mezcal, tequila have this, like, agave uh, um, taste that you kind of back away from as you age it. And um, so well, I, I mean, like that. Another reason we love Mezcal in these parts <clears throat> is that... Uh, that's all agave for the most part. Like mm -hmm. I, I've only seen a handful of aged mezcals. 
And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not really interested in them. I, I, would I like, agree. Don't take away from it. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to take away the minerality in my Tobola? I'll fight you. You're, you're going to mess with the Chichicapa? You're going to mess no, with that? No. No, you're not. No, no of course not. Now that's what I do take. I do take all of that back because it smells amazing. <laughs> this extra name is going to be terrible. Oh, wait. No, hold on. And with drinking the Blancos and the Repos, the prices are not linear. So as you get to mm-hmm. the Añejos and extra Añejos, so the Añejo, $90, extra Añejo, $130. Mm-hmm. The Blanco was 50 So we're getting incrementally more expensive in a nonlinear pattern. Yeah, yeah. And that's common with all the tequila brands. So all well, tequila. Yeah, it, it just takes it takes more work to make this than it did the Blanco. So this, is, this is the Blanco. And then add three years to it. Yeah. That's a pretty long time for agave. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. very curious about this. It smells like grape to me. Grape? Just a little bit. Not okay. a ton, but just yeah, like. This guy's aged for three years in those same dickle barrels. Uh, this won the 2018 Double Gold in Best in Show at the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of America. Wow. Which sounded reputable. I mean, isn't, I mean, Best in Show is, yeah, that's what that's, you want. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's. A lot of people get double gold. I don't know, actually, if that's true. I mean, there's gold, there's double gold, there's silver, but Best in Show feels like it's a good award. And it's also a good movie for that one, that sort of thing. I'm getting, I don't know if you guys are getting this in the nose. Um, I get a weird amount of, veg, of vegetal on the nose. I do too. That I was like surprised by because I figured it would be less mm. given the extra in Yeho. I can see that a little bit. I guess um, I guess the the one thing that I'm picking up on more is just like the... The palate's totally different. Yeah, it's just light, sweeter and berry-like. But, um, Steve, I feel like you have some thoughts. Wow. Um, definitely vegetative on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little bit, whoa, uh, the palate though is like a circus. It's, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Producer Jenny is in- instructing me that I sound like shit. So no, 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 that was me trying to say all over the place. It like the, the taste is all over the place. Mm, nope. I'm being informed. But that's not what you meant. No, Either we, way. We were in agreement is what I was trying to say. Yeah, it's it's so much. Like, I get sweet, like, candied fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Or like a dried, like, fruit leather kind of thing going on. But I'm also getting tobacco, vanilla. And I still can't put a finger on that vegetative flavor. Yeah. But. You like an asparagus? That might yeah. be it. Yeah. But like cooked asparagus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not really like it's next. Like it's that, next or... to a steak. Yeah, it's in the same room as a steak. Or it was cooked in the fat of that steak. It could be. I see um, a caramelized flavor on this wheel that I'm kind of wondering if that's what I'm picking up on too. In addition to this, like carnival of other flavors. Is it soy sauce? Yeah, it's definitely soy sauce. That's exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I hate to agree with that, but yeah, that it's li- it's light. I mean, because it's like a plurality of flavors. There's not not one dominant flavor. Molasses, maybe that could be maybe. like a really yeah. light, like yeah, maple like syrup. A lot of people sweetness don't aren't familiar with like unmitigated molasses. You know, just like right straight from that. Uh, made a mistake. Made that mistake as a kid. Did you try it? And it yeah, was like disgusting it's to you. Fucked up. Yeah. Well, I should say for my child palate that didn't realize a spoonful of this 
brown stuff was going to be a surprise. Yeah. Now I understand. Yeah, I could totally Kids get like a molasses. Stupid. <laughs> well, I just don't have experience. That and is molasses. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I will go on record in saying I don't love most extra añejos. I I, I mean, think it's really easy to over oak tequila. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's and really I think I've been easy. on on Mike saying that before. Like, yeah. it's it is such a fine line between fucking it all up and mm-hmm. just. Where it doesn't even taste like tequila. Right. You're yeah. like, where you just lose it. And it's like, oh, cool. Sugar bomb yeah. that I spent way too much money on. Yeah. But right. that is, that is good. Or a bomb of any sort, I think. Mm-hmm. Oak bomb or. Because yeah. what, what I feel is with bourbon, sometimes you get more prominent, stronger notes. And sometimes it's easier for me to pull tasting notes off of a whiskey. But with tequila, I feel like everything's always a little bit lighter and a little bit more delicate, and you gotta you gotta hunt a little bit more. Mm-hmm. A very nuanced game. But it's so much more gratifying when you find uh, it, man. <laughs> and it's I will say it's really gratifying to sit with friends and discuss back and forth because mm-hmm. it's it collaboration helps with this of yeah. like oh yeah green bell pepper like mm-hmm. yes never would have pulled that out. We're we're all on this journey together, Steve. Huh? And it's it's a great journey. We're going to, I'm going to counter with the nihilism podcast coming later this month. (laughs) We're going to change Parker's mind. John, did you say grape early on? Uh, That's what I was smelling. Yeah. Like a grape soda. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a, yeah. You know, like real grapes actually don't have much of a grape flavor taste, (laughs) but yeah, like that artificial grape flavor. Yeah. I dig that. All right. Let's go around the table. Um, John, what was your favorite? Um, I probably like the either the Blanco or the Blanco 108. My like, but the one that I was actually probably the surprise the most about was the extra añejo because I thought that as I was getting, I thought I wasn't gonna like that at all, mm-hmm. and I actually probably like that the most of any of the aged. Very cool, Steve. I am really struggling here. Um, I'm in between the repo and the añejo, mm-hmm. and I, I think I actually have to go reposado. Okay. It's the price per ounce to the amount of just balance you get. It's okay. It's hey. fucking perfect. Todd, your thoughts? Your favorite? I think I'm similar. The repo's great. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Blanco 108, which is surprising because on the bourbon side, I like things a little bit proofed up. Probably the repo or the Blanco um, is where okay. I'm at. Um, I think for me personally, I am going to Yeho. And you know, I think it was my favorite. I mean, not obviously not a bad bottle in the mix. I will say my least favorite, although still very good, was the 108. I would I, agree with that. I, I agree um, that I don't know. I just something about that higher proof. Just, just it, it was it was just a little bit different off of the profile, and I I don't know I didn't. Yeah, love I think it. the ethanol was, I liked it, cuts I it. into the agave, uh-huh. but not in a subtle barrel kind of way. Yeah, in a compared to the regular blanco, I think I prefer the regular blanco. You know, the only thing I'll say about that Plunko 108 was that it did, that was, that had this like really neat nose that for whatever reason I was like really, um, <clears throat> enjoying that like kind of blue cheese kind of mm-hmm. nose that I just, well, loved. it was definitely a departure from the rest of it. I, I was very intrigued by the fact that it was so different with just it making it higher proof. But, uh, no, I still think if you, you know, just blind taste side by side, I'd go with the regular Blanco and, uh, but my favorite of the whole thing was in Yale. But I know I mean, it's a little pricey, but it's it it would be very expensive. Um, but I would like to cocktail a bit with the one oh eight. Like 
it, that that boldness will stand up. Mm, put that in a Paloma. Oh, get the fuck out of town. Let's fucking go. Um, all right, guys. Cool. Um, we do have a uh, a mailbag question today. Oh, from our uh, our our, uh, our listener Brian, who we, we previously talked to. Um, he's from the Pacific Northwest, by the way. We didn't know which part, of, which Northwest he was talking about. Oh. The Pacific Northwest last time, as opposed to the Atlantic Northwest. Well, we didn't know it was Northwest Chicago. I mean, it, oh, it just said the, it Northwest. Just the Northwest, the okay, Northwest, that's right? Um, he actually this time around had an idea for a future a future episode of doing, and I wanted to share with you guys here to see what you think of doing some episodes uh, based on doing side by sides of things in similar price points, bourbon oh, wines. Yeah. Which I know on the, we already have on the books at some point doing a like a I'm putting quotes here bottom shelf episode where we do a, you know all the you know nine to fifteen dollar bottles, but I love the idea of like hey as you suggested like twenty to thirty dollars like what what do you got thirty to forty dollars what do you got I would love that yeah. and I actually mm-hmm. think that's a very educational podcast <laughs> absolutely yeah. I mean I've got a lot of strong opinions about um, bourbons in those price ranges but also other spirits you know. too I mean oh yeah you I know. Mean, Absolutely. It's a lot of fodder. Like, if you want a great $25 tequila, please listen to our Corazon episode. Mm, mm-hmm. The Blanco is fantastic. The Repo was terrible. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I want it to be good. But, uh, no, I think that's a, a really fun idea for a future episode. So, thank you, Brian, for listening. And uh, we appreciate your input and all of our other listeners. Thank you so much. Um, feel free to hit us up at uh, on our Instagram, at Shy Spirits Guys, and uh, email your fun show ideas at uh, ChaiSpiritsGuys at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys. This was fun. This was really fun. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, and thanks, Todd, for bringing this awesome lineup. It was wonderful. Awesome. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers.